I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. Hi, everybody. I am not Juliet. And I'm not Theo. And this and is... is Apologies Accepted. Accepted. We're so good. And then sometimes not. <laughs> we'll get it. It's only our, our 15th, no, 17th episode. Oh, yeah. You would think that after 34 hours of this, we would sort of like <laughs> have some sort of an idea of what we're doing and how's it going. But I think the fun is in the chaos. Absolutely. So, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Is it safe to go outside? On New Year's Day, and it's so far safe to go outside. Nobody's exploded, as far as I can tell. So, it's not any worse yet than last year, although it probably will be for a little while. Um, But we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Oh, God. I just, my whole face said, ready to start talking about how bad 2020 was. Because nobody knows how bad it was. Oh, everybody else had a great year. Yeah, it's just us that it was bad for. <laughs> so today um, we're going to talk about La Scala. And, um, but before we talk about La Scala, I think I'd like to say a few words about COVID-19. So I'm sure everyone's sick and tired of hearing about COVID-19, but I want to make sure that everyone is on the same page regarding, um, for example, some guidance from the CDC. So right now the guidance from the CDC for as they say, how to protect yourself and others from COVID-19 are um, three part. One, wear a mask to protect yourself and others and stop the spread of COVID-19. Two, stay at least six feet, about two arm lengths from others who don't live with you. And three, avoid crowds. The more people you are in contact with, the more likely you are to be exposed to COVID-19. And that last one is going to be the most important point for our podcast today, which we'll talk about pretty soon. Um, And currently in California, where I live, There is a state order banning both indoor and outdoor dining in restaurants. I don't know what it's like where you are, Theo. Is outdoor dining still okay? I don't know anymore. It seems like it changes from week to week. And what I've noticed here is people just do what they think they can get away with. I mean, that's that's really what it is. Yeah, I've noticed that in California, too. It seems like some counties are are doing one thing and other counties are doing another thing. And my biggest hope for the Biden administration, assuming he ever gets in office, is that he will um, put out some guidelines for everyone to follow and that they will be consistent um, and the same for everyone, uh, like all states and all counties, because it's it's not rocket science. We know what we need to do. And it's basically what the CDC said. At a minimum, that's what we need to do. Freedom. Well, fuck freedom. <laughs> I mean, it's it's wearing a mask is no different from wearing shoes, as as, as you often hear lately, and and it's true. So uh, it's for your own protection, for the protection of others from your stinky feet and your bad breath and your COVID disease. So I'm going to say the great thing about wearing a mask. I get up early in the morning and I go out in search of a Red Bull. Um, Why every don't you morning. buy a bunch like a case? I could, but then that would take all the fun out of driving around in the early morning and <laughs> going into random shops and stores and whatever, right? So it's just part of my morning routine. Uh-huh. Wake up, throw on some clothes, throw on a face mask. I don't have to shave. I don't have to brush my teeth. I don't have to smile. I don't have to do anything. I can walk right. it around. It's great. Nobody can see anything. So... um One of the hardest things for me with the mask is learning how not to smile all the time because I don't have to anymore. But I feel like I've been, I guess I've been taught, I know I've been taught to smile at people and, and, you know, just whenever people are around just to sort of have a pleasant look on my face. And now no one can see whether I do or not. So I don't have to do it. And it's, it's really strange to find myself smiling just out of habit all the time. 
I walk around with my eyes wider than usual because I know uh-huh. nobody can see my smile. So I try and what do they call it? Sm- smize? Yeah, smile <laughs> with my eyes. So I look like a fucking Disney cartoon character. <laughs> but wouldn't your eyes get smaller when you smile? Because your cheeks kind of go up and push up your, I don't know. So we're on Zoom and I'm smiling, but on purpose I'm making my eyes really big now. Just, just, yeah, no, this is like how it works. Me. <laughs> That was a visual joke that didn't work for anybody, including me. (laughs) But you were saying, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Oh, who knows what I was saying. I was saying something (laughs) about how great it is to hide behind a mask and what am I going to do when it's all over. Um, But uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So pretty much in in Austin where you live, it's just sort of a free-for-all. What percentage of people do you think wear masks? Oh, I'm going to put it at a good 85%. It's not bad for Texas. I would say in the stores, uh, 100% of the people wear masks. Yeah. Good. Um, Have you ever seen an incident with somebody not wanting to wear a mask? No, I have not. And I've been very careful when I have seen people not wearing a mask, say, Mm -hmm. I don't know, somewhere. um, I'm trying to think of a place where I've seen it. Uh, Uh But certainly like parking lots. Um, right. You know, I think, yeah, keep your mask on in the parking lot. I know it's outside, but whatever. Right. Um, yeah, I just keep my mouth shut. Well, that's good. I yeah. mean, I don't know if it's good. It's probably safer for you. It took a long time to learn that lesson. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be afraid to bring it up with anybody, but I'd probably give them dirty looks. Well, so here's the thing. When people aren't wearing a mask in public, in a space yeah. where they should be, yeah. They want you to come up. They want a fight. They want the confrontation, right? Probably. What they want to do is they want to prove to themselves that there is nothing to be afraid of. So they're going to mm-hmm. enact this little drama of, I'm not wearing a mask. Nobody knows how it spread. Nobody, you know, and, and they're repeating these things that help them sleep at night. Yeah. And they are wrong. And they are wrong. And they are killing people. Everybody. All right. Yep. Um, it's okay. a new year. It's a new year. It's going to be worse than last year, but maybe towards the end of this year, we have some hope. Um, so what are we talking about today? We're talking about La Scala. Um, let's talk about the history of La Scala. So La Scala is a famous 64-year-old Italian restaurant in Beverly Hills. I always thought it was French for some reason. If I ever thought about it, I assumed it was French, So, which is stupid because La Scala is the name of the um, opera in Milan. And La Scala, as I know, is French. Uh, French. <laughs> 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 Italian for the stairs or the staircase. So if I thought about it for five minutes, I would have realized it was probably an Italian restaurant. Um but it's a restaurant for the rich and the famous, and James Dean put up the money for it, and the owner, um, whose name is what I want to say, Jean Leon, but it's probably Jean Leon, um, because he's Spanish, was friends with people like Frank Sinatra, and uh, his daughter Gigi, who currently runs the place, uh, according to what I've been reading, says that, um, quote, my father was the last to see Marilyn alive. He brought her dinner on that fateful night. The words to Moon River were written at La Scala, and Elizabeth Taylor had my father send her food to the set when she was making Cleopatra in Europe. And the lunch clientele has always been full of big shots making deals. So apparently, and you would know more than I would, this is a big deal restaurant. Um, La Scala is an institution. It's Mm -hmm. uh, one of those places that's always open, but people sort of don't think of it as still being in business or open. For the mm-hmm. even though even though it's famous, right? Um, one of the things that I noticed a lot on Twitter in regards to this scandal or this apology mm-hmm. uh, were the words "it's still open?" Question mark. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, um, and so yes, but uh, La Scala is still open, and um, I don't know how Beverly Hills operates today anymore. I can speak to it like in the 90s and the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, so like which restaurant's really the power player restaurant? Which restaurant is the one you want to be seen in? Which is the restaurant uh-huh. you can go to and not be noticed? Those right. things I don't know anymore. So I don't know where La Scala stacks up in that. But uh, it certainly is a historic and... Um, Mm, favored favored restaurant but is it a scene still and and i would say it's probably not it probably plays to an older crowd 
Right. Yeah. That seems to be the case from the pictures on their website. And their website is like a 1995 website. It's crazy. I looked at it and it's just nuts. But anyway, um, so so Gene Leon, he has his own website, GeneLeon.com. And it's full of stories about how he basically single-handedly saved the world from World War II and and uh, fled to the U.S. and opened this restaurant um, I don't know. I'm not really sure how he met all these famous people who helped him open this restaurant, but he did. So in Beverly Hills, he opened La Scala. And then allegedly, um, La Scala was, quote, known for its innovation and opened a great critical acclaim. Leon was the first Los Angeles Italian restaurateur to serve white truffles and the first to make his own pasta. The restaurant has long been affiliated with the film Colony, as well as having served six United States presidents. I think by colony, they mean like industry, but I guess... I've never heard it called the film colony before. And he also has his own vineyard in um, in uh, Spain and is, you know, he's done all sorts of crazy things. So according to his website, at least. So I don't know how much of that is true and how much of that is not true. But um, have you ever been to La Scala? I have never been to La Scala. Um, and it's, it's really just not one of those restaurants that would have spoken to me even in the yeah. 90s and 2000s. Yeah. Um, I'd say in those days, I was either doing something for work, in which case the restaurant needed to be a a trend-setting scene place. You know, what's new, what's hip, what's interesting, because I work for mm -hmm. a, a essentially a PR uh, arm of the city. Mm -hmm. um, and so we were expected to know, like, what's the latest trend? What's what's the cool place to be seen? Um and Did you yeah. have to do a lot of those those meals? Oh my God! All really? The, yes. Um, and this is the irony in life: if you don't know what you want to do in life, life is going to assign you the things you don't want to do. Uh, and so yeah. I'm a homebody. I like to stay at home. <laughs> I like to do nothing. Right. Yeah. And instead, too. I had a job where I had to be out until two o'clock in the morning, looking at the Dude. latest nightclubs and getting a tour with the general manager of like oh how we usher celebrities in through the back. And for somebody who doesn't care about celebrity culture and really just wants to go to bed at eight p.m., um, it was it, I'm going to say torturous. It wasn't torturous. It was a great job. I mean, eventually, I grew I grew to love those things. Um, but still, I don't like getting dressed up. I don't like. Um, wow. I I find formality to be confining yeah it is yeah so um so but no uh which also tells me something that no one ever said to me oh you have to go to la scala yeah or let's yeah. meet at la scala right it was never right i've never, never ever ever came up and i mean sure chin chin and and spagos i mean i'm really dating mm -hmm. myself here um puck for a while mm -hmm. um yikes but uh but La Scala, not so much. And you know what's goofy is I'm going to say that La Scala dates from that era of Hollywood where where dining out was part of the movie star's job, right? You had to be where the photographers could catch a photo of you and you had to be doing something that was glamorous, but yet people could still relate to. So going to a restaurant, right. eating, being out on a date, people, people could relate to. Um, and then my point just completely ran right out of my brain. I don't oh. know. Go ahead. I know what it was. Um, Go ahead. It was that, uh, so there's a handful of these places in and around LA that that are sort of old Hollywood, old, old staunch uh, matrons, if you will, of the mm -hmm. industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Polo Lounge at uh, the Beverly Hills Hotel is one of those. And that's still a place to go and see and be seen. It wouldn't necessarily mm. throw it down as hip, but it's the kind of place where you go where you want to go out and you want to meet somebody and you don't necessarily want to be seen. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I guess every town, every city has sort of got its own weird... Yeah, restaurant weird scenes. old places. Like, I, I confused La Scala with that place in L.A., in L.A., in, in New York that closed not too long ago. This name I can't remember. It had been around forever, and everybody went there. It was this big deal. Village Green or the Green? No, no. It had a, it was it was a number. I think the name was a number. 311. I don't know. I'm I don't making so. numbers up. No, like 21 or something. I don't know what it was, but... Was oh, I got real excited because that was that nightclub that was like, was it 51? No, 54. 54. 
Yeah. <laughs> See, you get, I was you get at the wrong club this. all these, at the wrong door all these years. <laughs> you were at 54 or 51. <laughs> oh, God. Well, anyway. Well, um, anyway, so, so, so I think everybody's got a sense of what La Scala would be, and there's yeah. restaurant yeah. scenes. And so La Scala's catering to a particular clientele. Right, right. And they're older now. So, yes. Older. So what did they do? Why are we talking about them? Well, they started putting invitations into um, diners takeout bags and these invitations which look like fancy invitations say welcome back to the 20s prohibition speakeasy new year's eve dinner we are considering taking reservations for new year's eve dinner inside if this is something you'd be interested in please let us know as soon as possible if enough interest we'll contact you back to secure a reservation please keep this discreet but tell all your friends cute oh it's a secret but tell everybody right yeah but this honestly um feels very much like a hey we're taking the temperature here to see if there's any interest in breaking the the standing what's the word i'm looking for it's not prohibition because that's what's on this invitation the standing law the order thank you it's an order the order um and we're gonna do like a naughty speakeasy right right inside it and that's the speakeasy part of course right because you're not supposed to be eating inside just like you weren't supposed supposed to be drinking alcohol in the 20s and that's where speakeasies were born um there was a bar in la uh on friday night called brick top and apparently uh i forget if brick top was a performer's name or if it was a particular uh Band. But anyway, Bricktop was a 1920 speakeasy in a early 2000s bar. Yeah. And yeah. what made it a speakeasy was you could smoke inside. Oh, great. Yeah, because that was against the law. So you could oh smoke God. inside. And no, and if you went to if you went to Bricktop, you knew that there'd be smoking inside yeah. and you were just gonna deal with it. Um, fine. And it was super fun. It was great, great, great fun. Um, but so yes, this, the fact that they are referencing speakeasy and prohibition tells me they very much intended for this to be an indoor dining against the ordinance. Yes. They're breaking the order. They're breaking the law. It's not really a law, but they're doing something naughty. Right. So, and and they're trying to make it fun or, you know, cool or whatever. Um, so yeah. And yeah. And obviously the thing that says, please keep this discreet, but tell all your friends, that's just dumb. It's just dumb, and it and it says that they they want people to know, but don't tell the cops. Basically, don't tell the pay, don't tell the newspapers, don't tell Twitter, which immediately happened. Somebody shared it on Twitter, and everybody on Twitter got all up in arms about it. And uh, the Beverly Hills Police Department and various city officials also saw it on Twitter. And according to the LA Times, uh, city officials sent a letter to La Scala saying, "We understand this is an incredibly difficult time for all of our businesses. However, the county order does." currently prohibit indoor and outdoor dining, including in the city of Beverly Hills. And the city's police department said in a tweet that the code enforcement team was aware and will be handling this matter. Um, Yeah, the woman who broke the story on Twitter is a writer, uh, and her Twitter handle is, uh, her name is Alyssa Walker, and her Twitter handle is A Walker in LA, which I'm just like, bravo. Congratulations. Yeah. That yeah. is so clever. Uh, yeah. And then, let's see here. Her tweet was, Merry Christmas, everyone. La Scala's Beverly Hills location is tucking these invitations to an indoor New Year's Eve dinner in their takeout bags. Please keep this discreet, but tell all your friends. Since she's quoting the invitation there. Um, and so, really clever on a lot of different levels. Um, and so, the thing that I want to point out here is the invitations were put into takeout bags. And La Scala probably assumed that most of the people ordering were their um, typical clientele. I'm yeah. going to guess older, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably anti-masker, anti-vaxxer. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, what do I know? Right? So I shouldn't be saying things like that, but it's 100% true. so they probably thought they were talking to their little inside crowd 
hey, yeah. everybody, we're going to break the ordinance and tell all your friends if you want to have a night where life just goes back to normal for one night. And then you're right. in the hospital for six weeks. Right. And the, the restaurant themselves claimed after all this came to light um, that the invitation, which they called an invite, which is one of my pet peeves. It is not an invite. It is an invitation. Invite is a verb. But anyway, um, they said that the invite was floated in case it was allowed to offer some kind of table service. But um, Gavin Newsom has said that the dining ban will continue. Um, it's part of a stay-at-home order enacted in early December most recently, uh, which has been extended now through, um, I don't know, through, indefinitely, actually. So there's never any question that in, in, inside dining was going to be allowed. Uh, it's always We've always known that that wasn't going to happen anytime soon. Um, and currently, there are not enough ICU beds in L.A. County to accommodate everyone who needs one. Indoor dining has basically not been allowed in L.A. County since the first stay-at-home order went into effect in March. Um, county health officials have occasionally allowed outdoor dining, which is really confusing, but uh, reinstituted a ban in November, and it stayed. Uh, that, that ban has remained ever since then. So, uh, as I mentioned, the most recent stay-at-home order clearly bans both indoor and outdoor dining. Um, the mayor of Beverly Hills is not a fan, uh, and he actually passed a resolution against the ban, but that doesn't really do anything, and the mayor himself admitted that the ban must be obeyed while it is in place. And La Scala itself has previously complained about restrictions hurting its business. Now, let's talk for just a minute now about um, these restrictions hurting business. I, am, I, I, I have some sympathy for business owners who are suffering as a result of the pandemic. However, my sympathy does not extend to allowing them to kill people. Um, I don't know how you feel about it. You had mentioned earlier before we started recording that you had tried to put yourself in the place of the business owners. What happened when you did that? Yeah. Um, so my, I don't want to say knee jerk, but I'll, I'll say knee jerk. So like my yeah. initial reaction, my true reaction, right, yeah. is this is terrible. You should not be doing this. And this is against the law and you should be fined. And there's a reason why. And it's for the health of other people. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but you are speaking to somebody who looks at any human being and all I see is coronavirus crawling all over somebody. Right. 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 So. Um, well, one in five people in L.A. County has it now. Well, you know, I mean, that's enough for me not to be going into restaurants and uh, yeah. stay inside until I get vaccinated. So, yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so for me, that's one thing, right? That's right, the big, right. scary, real big thing. The softer, easier thing to think about, mm -hmm. the thing that's not death, is, oh, small businesses operating, and small businesses should be able to operate. And so, so again, as my initial reaction was like, this is wrong, and they're bad people, and this is terrible. It was like, okay, well, let's just take a minute and think about it from their point of view. They didn't, they didn't decide to host this saying, let's kill a lot of people. They said, <laughs> let's make some money. Let's uh, let's right. give people a reason to be happy. Let's yeah. reach out to our client base and just say, hey, guys, let's all get together. And, uh, and as I put those shoes on, at first they were a little tight and then they started mm -hmm. to get kind of comfortable. I, I could see the logic. It was not even mm -hmm. logic. I, I could see the emotional reasoning because that's what it is. It's not logical reasoning because I think logical reasoning is masks and social distancing and no indoor dining and lots of open air circulation. And let's do what we know works to prevent, uh, I almost said infectation. And that's just not even <laughs> any word anywhere. My apologies, America. I've had five hours of sleep. It is New Year's Day. Um, yeah. But... Uh, yeah. So, I mean, on a personal level, it's not something I would do and, and it's not something I would go to, uh, but should they be crucified? And that's where having put their shoes on, I'm sort of willing to put my hammer down. I've got a lot of metaphors happening all at once. <laughs> so what are you putting your shoes down about? Are you my shoes? <laughs> The hammer down about. I'm a cobbler, and I have hammers and shoes around all the time. Um, I am putting my sh my shoes down about uh, 
La Scala needs to be closed down. They need to learn. They are. They should be the example to other businesses not to do this, right? Yeah. Um, and it just comes down to, I mean, right now at this point in the conversation, I'm sure you're going to say something where I'm going to be like, oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. I changed <laughs> my mind. What are the popular kids saying? Because that's what I think. <laughs> um but yeah, so I so I'm not I mean I wouldn't give them a pass on this. There should be something, some sort of a nominal fine. And I think maybe the the public shaming they received may be enough to make some other businesses say, "Oh, okay, maybe we shouldn't do our indoor Valentine's Day right event, right? Because if we get found out, we could be the ones that everybody's saying, "Oh, you're a terrible establishment." Um, you know what's interesting is that as of yesterday, the um, the the invitation was still up on their website. I don't know if they went ahead with it or not. Oh, I'm sure they did not. I I don't I know. Can't imagine. I, I I was starting to look it up in the LA Times and I didn't find anything. But um, for that kind of thing, you want to be looking at page six. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, the, the more gossip rags because that's where paparazzi is going to be sitting out front killing the night hoping that somebody famous is going to walk into La Scala, right? And yeah. then they can finally, um, I almost said nail Jennifer Anderson and uh, that is not her last name and that's not an expression I should be using. Um, <laughs> but it's the hammer fucking metaphor. That's, that's still right. my brain. That's what it is, yeah. Uh, again. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know if the, well, so... Um, on New Year's Eve, Mayor Garcetti said that the LAPD would be out in full force to crack down on parties that violate the current stay-at-home order. And they allegedly have also asked some party promoters and property owners to cancel their events. The Sheriff's Department says they made 235 arrests at super spreader events through December, uh, and they're patrolling the city to stop large gatherings and parties to save lives. Um, I don't know... How true any of that is, I don't know what they did to La Scala to convince them to shut down. Um, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I'm going to try and find out. But as far as COVID-19 is concerned, some interesting facts. Interesting facts. In Los Angeles County, I said earlier, one in five are now testing positive for COVID-19. That was of Wednesday, um, this past Wednesday. So on that day, 75 146 people were hospitalized, which is the highest number since the start of the pandemic. And that doesn't, of course, take into account Christmas because Christmas had no Christmas had happened. But um, that won't we won't get those numbers until this coming week. Really, uh, those people won't start getting sick. Mortuaries and hospital morgues are full. Funeral homes are turning people away. There are not enough ambulances. Hospitals are running out of oxygen and critical machines. Over 10,000 people in L.A. County have died, and 573 people died yesterday in, Cal in California from COVID. People are dying not just in the ICU, but in the emergency room and waiting for care, not just from COVID-19, but from other illnesses because they just couldn't get the care they needed. They can't get into the hospital. Um, and if you're at home and you get sick, if you have a DNR, a do not resuscitate order, don't even call 911 because they will not take you to the hospital. If your heart has stopped at home, you're done. Um, and Mayor Garcetti says, my message couldn't be clearer. Do not get together with others on New Year's Eve. Do not host or attend a party in person. Do not travel, celebrate virtually, stay home, and welcome the New Year with people in your household and no one else. So they're finally trying to get people to do the right thing and stay home and not travel and not go to parties. Um, I think it's going to take a lot more um, from the very top to make this message stick. But it's a good step. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say after that. I know what to say after that. God bless America. Oh, um, God. It's so hard. And I don't mean staying at home is so hard. Or yeah. It's just, it's, there's no, let me rephrase that because there is. It's like there is a counter argument to the freedom. I'm not going to wear my mask kind of a thing, right? And that, that counter argument is just simply science. It's not yeah. my opinion. It's not how I feel. It's yeah. just, you know, look, connect these dots. Yeah. And then the dots don't connect if you have a mask on. So that's kind of what the mask thing is about. Um, and then and then I don't know. I'm 
glad, though, that this is not something that's unique to 2020 or 2021, even though we're only half a day into it, uh, that it's something that happened in the, uh, the 1900s with the Spanish influenza. There were people that refused to wear masks. And I don't know that it was right. political, but for sure, over the course of this last year, I have seen shots of old signage uh, that said, you know, please wear your mask and, and sort of these entreaties to the public to wear a mask. It's for your protection, the protection of others. So it's something that America has gone through before um, because it yeah. doesn't feel like there's an answer that's going to make everybody happy. Um, and I get where a lot of this is coming from. It's just coming from fear. Um, everybody's afraid. Nobody yep. really knows what's going on. We've got some ideas. There's science that's understood. Um, but because people are afraid, uh, this fear sort of triggers this response for who's to blame? Somebody's to blame. There's a reason for this. What started this, right? But so this this fear is expressed because or through everybody laying blame to somebody or something that, you know, somebody, something must be accountable for the unexplainable. And maskless people are clearly afraid. And those of us who are wearing masks are equally afraid. Yeah. And I think name calling is also a way of dealing with the fear. So when I think of, you know, in my head, because I don't say it out loud, but when I see somebody without a mask, I do think you mask hole. I trademarked <laughs> that. That's mine. Good. Yeah, it is. It's great. Um, <laughs> and I got to call them a name and I got to yeah. be a little, you know, self-righteous, if you will. Um, in your head. And yeah, in my, totally in my head, because yeah. uh, uh, as I mentioned to you once, mm -hmm. anybody not wearing a mask in a place where they should be wearing a mask is waiting for me to open my big fat mouth and say something so they can punch me. And I'm just not mm -hmm. going to give anybody that pleasure. That and there are loads of people good. that would love to do that. So good. Yeah, I hear ya. No, that's good. Um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm, I, I, it's a bummer. It's a bummer, and I'm scared. I don't want to get COVID. I probably wouldn't do too well with COVID. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really old, but um, I would guess I might have some health issues I don't know about. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I've always tested well for everything, so maybe I'm just imagining. But I mean, I've been on the couch all year, so. There's who knows right. yeah, on the couch all year eating I don't know what cookies so probably I've got heart disease now <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to get COVID I don't want to get it even if I am gonna be fine because it's painful and it could cause all sorts of long-term effects I'm ready for the vaccine if they if somebody knocked on my door and offered me a vaccine right now I would be rolling up my sleeve. I'm just so excited about getting that vaccine eventually, whenever the government gets its shit together to distribute it properly. My doctor sent out a notice, uh, sort of a general blast to all of his patients yeah. um, about what the vaccine schedule would look like. And they've already started, I was going to say diagnosing, and that's not it, vaccinating people. Hello, Have medical they? terminology. Well, that's great. Yeah. So uh, they received 7,000 doses and they've gone through 4,000. Wow. Uh, and I think um, uh, I didn't get a phone call, so yeah. clearly they lost my telephone number. Because, <laughs> hi, I'm waiting for it. My I don't turn. think anyone here. I mean, the first responders are getting vaccinated here, and that started a couple of weeks ago, thank God. Um, but uh, I haven't heard. My doctor has not reached out to me, and I don't think anyone really has has the vaccine yet, except for those people. Um, yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. I know that there's some goofiness around the distribution, uh, because the federal government basically said we will get it to the states and then we're going to leave it up to the states to figure right. out how to get it into people's arms. Yeah. And since, you know, varying states some of varying states degrees of infrastructure, vaccines. yeah, exactly. it's, it, it's a tough, so I know that in my head, I thought that today there would just be syringes falling from the sky filled with vaccine <laughs> because it's 2021 and it's all supposed to be over now. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. And it's not. 
and it's also very cold outside and wet. So this perfect year that I was promised last year hasn't happened yet. <laughs> but at least we're alive. Oh, well, yes. There's... <laughs> what a at joy. Least we're alive to, en- to enjoy all of this. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like I don't want to be alive. And I do. I love being alive. No, I hear you. Know, you. It's challenging right now. So let's um, read the apology. How about how about you read the apology? I am going to read the apology. I do have the okay. apology, and I have big issues with the apology because yeah. liar, liar, pants on fire, I am just going to say. So I will yeah. um, now read the full apology from La Scala Beverly Hills that the restaurant posted on its Instagram account. And it's on their website, too. Oh, okay. Um So, regarding New Year's Eve, to begin with, we'd like to thank the many people who have been supportive of us for almost 65 years. You have believed in us and have continuously supported us through COVID-19 and now through this. Your messages of support have been received and appreciated more than you know. Now to address the negative backlash, (laughs) this is the message the note was meant to convey. With the dining band set to... Now, you can tell exactly what I think, right? Because my voice has gone up several (laughs) octaves here. I'm mocking them ruthlessly. (laughs) With the dining band set to expire on December 28th, we are hopeful of resuming some sort of table service, and we are considering taking reservations for New Year's Eve. If this is something you would be interested in, please let us know. If allowed, and if there is enough interest, we'll contact you to secure a reservation. I I'm going to pause right there because that's what the <laughs> invitation should have fucking said. Well, even so, though, I mean, there's no indication that that they're going to be able to resume some sort of table service for descent for New Year's Eve. There's absolutely no indication. Things are things are falling apart. People are dying. The hospitals are filling up. Why would they be able to resume table service indoors? This is on its face. Ridiculous. Oh, well, it gets even better. So. <laughs> Uh, So to continue from La Scala, and I quote, Unfortunately, the person that wrote it, meaning the invitation, or the invite, um, (laughs) unfortunately, the person that wrote it tried to add some levity and said inside instead of outside. It didn't come out as intended, how we wanted to be represented, nor how we wanted to represent ourselves. That was the intention. If you can find fault in that, there is nothing more we can say. No harm was meant. We have consistently taken the most drastic steps to ensure guest and employee safety. The news sources keep focusing on be discreet, which is a quote inside their invitation. How is putting a note in bags being secretive? How discreet is tell your friends? Quote again from the invitation. We simply wanted to ensure that our loyal guests and their friends had an opportunity to book a reservation should we be able to serve. Uh, so I'm going to, uh, it goes on and I think the next two bits are, are worth hearing, but I do want to point out, uh, two phrases in here that tell me this is all bullshit. Uh, and the first one is that they've taken the most drastic steps to (laughs) ensure guest and employee safety. I think there's a better word than drastic because that's a very negative word. Drastic is like the last resort and it's something i don't want to have to be doing and oh my god it's such a burden jesus how about you've just taken every step to ensure guests and employee right that that's much more open um and then this bit about uh unfortunately the person that tried to write it and said inside instead of outside and that was a joke no, it wasn't because it, you were having a themed event that was called a speakeasy and, and prohibition era. And it doesn't even era. matter because you can't eat outside either. You can't have dining outside or inside. So who gives a shit? It was it was wrong either way. Well, but uh, but I agree with your point. Yeah, totally. and uh, and I agree with your point because I can tell you're very angry. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> um, okay, so to continue, sorry, this is a long apology, but I think this next bit is uh, is interesting. So, uh, to quote again from La Scala Beverly Hills Instagram, we do want to offer our sincerest apologies, and our hearts go out to everyone that has lost a loved one to COVID nineteen, whether it is from the actual disease suicide, alcohol, domestic violence, drug overdoses, or cancer deaths due to lack of treatment. 
and to the generation of children not going to school to receive the benefit of social interaction, school lunches, and the quality of education they deserve. We cannot mm -hmm. forget all the people that are losing their businesses. If everyone would turn their hate to love and direct it to the people that need it, instead of attacking like small businesses trying to survive, <laughs> that would be a much better use of their time. Yeah. Uh, and then there's some more about, you know, they've been around for 65 years, but I, you know, and, uh, but the and, one thing they said there in the next paragraph, it's a, for the public information officer of the city of Beverly Hills to release statements without talking to management is shameful. I mean, who do you think you are, La Scala? They think they're La Scala. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, in that world, they, they are the center of the universe. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, so there's a lot of um, I'm not wrong, you're wrong. Exactly. This. Exactly. You know, everybody's misinterpreted it, uh, and we're just trying to survive. And while I was researching this, um, I tripped over something that I thought was kind of fun and kind of clever, and cost me twelve dollars. So um, I was wondering, like, oh, okay, La Scala. Um, What's going on with this owner? And I so through all that wondering, I ended up on the Hollywood Reporter's webpage yeah. and was immediately distracted because there was an ad, a big ad everywhere for this uh, documentary called 76 Days, which uh, is the it's filmed in January of 2020 in Wuhan in a hospital. And it oh. shows you, oh, it's amazing. It shows you what the uh, medical staff is going through dealing oh. with this completely unknown because you know in twenty in wow. January, yeah, we weren't sure how contagious it was. It still was yeah. very much confined. The the I mean it was out in the world of course, but you know but the the big numbers were all in Wuhan, and mm -hmm. um, and it was it was amazing. But and and here's here's my big butt. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you laughed at that. That was slave. Shame on you. That was funny. <laughs> um, but what I liked was I thought, oh, okay, I want to see this. And I clicked on the ad and it took me to a page. It said, hey, okay, great. You can watch us online. Um, which theater do you want to support? And so there were several theaters across the United States, all kind of indie um, some I'd heard of, some I had not. Um, and I chose to support Lemley's in LA. Hey guys, uh, mm -hmm. cause that's where I would have gone if I was back yeah. home and wanted to go yeah. see an interesting documentary. Right. Right. Um, and so I was able to support the small business, stay inside. And yes, I get that it's streaming and you can't really stream Alfredo sauce through your TV set <laughs> into your mouth just yet. Um, but there are other things that La Scala could have done uh, in order to make some money. And they, I mean, they could have done anything that didn't involve trying to get around the ordinances. Yes. And so, uh, interestingly, after the story broke, there is a piece of news. Uh, Beverly Hills is also trying to find ways to legally get around the ordinances uh, so right now, and I'm, I'm, I would love to bore everybody to tears with uh, sort of the geography of Los Angeles, right? Because when people think of LA, they think specifically of a portion of Sunset Boulevard, Beverly Hills and West Hollywood, and that's kind of it. And then mm -hmm. maybe they have some flashes of Venice Beach in, in their mm -hmm. brain. But there's like 88 different cities that comprise LA County and um, they're all loosely LA. Like I'm from Long Beach and I say I'm from LA, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Long Beach is Long Beach and it is a separate city and has its own police mm -hmm. force and it has importantly its own public health department. So in LA County, there are only two cities that have their own public health departments and that's Pasadena and Long Beach. And mm -hmm. so during this lockdown, there were only two cities in all of LA, LA County that were able to, um, have indoor dining or have some version of outdoor dining. And that was Long Beach and Pasadena because their local city health departments said that they could. Mm -hmm. Everybody else uses LA County. 
and yeah. LA County has been dictating, this is what you can do, this is what you can't do. Yeah. So Beverly Hills has uh, a meeting with City Hall. Um, let's see, right now, this is from, I think it was from the Beverly Reporter. Uh, I will read this paragraph. Creating, oh no, I, I take it all back. Uh, this is from Alyssa Walker, the hero on Twitter who uh, tweeted out this invitation from La Scala, La Scala and yes. brought this to our notice. Um, by the way, she has a podcast called The LA Pod. Just throw it out there. I haven't heard it yet, but it's on my list. So she writes, creating a new health department is an unnecessary move uh, for the city of Beverly Hills from the standpoint of improving actual public health. The county's health department is more than capable of providing guidance for nearly 10 million residents because it's been doing that ever ever since the beginning of forever. LA County has been, uh, public health has been taking care of Beverly Hills. Um, okay, let's see, 10 million residents. And has so been are large... you saying that Beverly Hills wanted to create their own health department? Oh, they want to. They will they be. Do? Yes. Oh. Um, okay. Until now, only two of LA County's 88 cities, Pasadena and Long Beach, had their own public health departments, which is something not many Angelinos likely knew until the pandemic-related restrictions became delineated along city mm. boundaries. The point of Beverly Hills motion pretty clearly is to cherry pick regulations so everyone can go get sushi. I love that line. I had to get that in yeah, there. But yeah. yeah, so Beverly Hills is having a meeting, uh, an official city hall meeting to discuss having their own public health department. It's a town now, of 34,000. How can these 000. people live with themselves? Quite comfortably and very, very easily. They just um, don't care about other people? It's, I can't answer that. Uh, <laughs> I don't uh, understand it. I really have a hard time understanding it. There's a, there's another world and it's a very special world and we all get glimpses into it, but it exists and it's called, I don't know, the world of money. Uh, yeah. World of privilege, the true privilege, rich. right? Yeah. Um, it is. It is a very special place. Um, I so here. Here's a fun story about me. Um, I was dating this guy who grew up in Beverly Hills, and uh, and he was super nice, and we had a lot of fun together. Right. Really mm -hmm. enjoyed each other's personalities. And you know mm -hmm. those things that you do with children where the adult lays on their back and they put their hands and their yeah, yeah. feet up in the air and then the kid kind of jumps on them and pretends to be flying yeah. right so um we were talking about however it came up was it in a movie yeah. or what, did we see somebody doing that with their kid i don't know but we, so we had a, a discussion about it and, and he was like oh yeah we used to do that with my dad all the time we called it reaching for the stars and i said oh well in north carolina we call that angel stands and i was like i guess that's the difference between beverly hills and north carolina for us it was religious symbi symbiology uh -huh. yes yeah. and uh <laughs> for him you know it was all about reaching for the stars and i took that wow. to mean celebrity um wow. uh so yeah and and what am i saying other than the rich are different the rich are different yeah no i understand that i just don't understand that <laughs> yeah. i mean even the Some. even rich people even rich people can die you know if they how don't dare wear a mask. you <laughs> so you think so I don't know how they can be so cavalier with their own health as well as the health of other people. Um, I th I don't know. I uh, I I mean, they're you're going to do what they want to do in order to keep making that sweet sweet money. Yeah. And I think maybe that's a difference, right? For maybe. I but then but then I don't know, right? Because it's like, oh God, you know, I think of these small businesses that really are struggling and. And there was a woman uh, in L.A. who uh, her restaurant was going out of business, had been open for 10 years, and she was on camera interviewing with a local station. And it was basically her last day in business. And I mean, it was just yeah. fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, and... I really feel bad for these people. It's really horrible. But it's just the way it is now. It's There's no getting around it. It is horrible. Yeah, I, I mean it is, and I suppose I mean if I if I wanted to add some levity here, this would be flavacious. Hi, made that word up. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But uh, to quote Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney, you know, yeah. corporations are people, my friend. Well, <laughs> corporations get hit with pandemics and yeah. people die. Your corporation corporations died. die. Yeah. And that doesn't, <laughs> I mean, and hey, uh, I'm in a family right now where uh, we are barely holding on uh, by our teeth and fingernails through this yeah. COVID thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 90% of the staff was let go. Uh, and that was not fun. It has not been fun. And it it's just tough. And I think we'll stick this episode in a vault and listen to it when we are sipping cocktails on Saturn five years from now after we've yeah. cured every after problem the in the world. After all problems have been resolved. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be nice. So La Scala does, however, end their apology by saying that they wish everyone health, happiness, and prosperity in the new year. So there's that. And me too. And I think <laughs> we're all agreed that we wish everybody health, happiness, and prosperity in the new year thank you i was trying Absolutely. to like not say prostate <laughs> I've had some i was feedback. trying to say it I lied. <laughs> i've had some feedback from one of the listeners that happens to live in my house that you tell a lot of sex <laughs> jokes <laughs> and i never noticed so I, they're going right over my head if they if you are it's funny um, I, I'm going to say probably I do. Um, I haven't listened to I think it's fine, it. but, oh. but I never noticed. Oh, oh, now, now I'll start policing for that. Um, no, in no. a nice way, in a, in a nice way. That's oh, probably please. what's going to make us famous. Oh God, but in a really bad way. <laughs> oh, that was, I was going to ask you. Um, so Rush Limbaugh went off the air and I think Yay. it permanently, but yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, cause they don't pay a lot of attention on purpose to, yeah. uh, to that universe. Um, but it got me to thinking like, if you, if we, let's say, yeah. if we decided let's make this podcast like a moneymaker, cause I mean, there are ways we could do it. We're, we're having fun and this is great, but let's make it a moneymaker and let's go uh -huh. ultra conservative right wing. And we could oh say vile, terrible things Cause there's a universe of people out there. Rush Limbaugh has, has proven this. Right. Um, that you fill the Rush Limbaugh gap will pay money, lots yeah. of money to hear yeah. horrible things, right? Yeah. So, would you would you be the new Rush Limbaugh? Would you be willing to be my new Rush Limbaugh for? And then it's like, what dollar amount would it be? A million dollars a month? Yes, I would. I would do it in a hot second for a million dollars a month. <laughs> um, I'm a whore. I have no standards. Um, I wouldn't do it for any amount of money. I just couldn't. I would, my stomach would hurt too much. Fifty million a year? No, I would, no no amount of money. Mm. Can mm. you imagine being known as the next Rush Limbaugh or being known as the, I mean, good no. lord, it just makes me sick thinking about it. No, get I, I ready. I feel so bad. <laughs> See, we are. We think we're being all liberal and all opening, opening all kumbaya, and uh, yeah. we're gonna find out that Gen Z hates us. Um, okay, I'll live with it. I'm Gen X. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. The so, answer to that is there's a Gen Z. Yeah, right. <laughs> they must be babies. Um, okay, it's time for, um, uh, what's it called? Absolve Except, or condemn. Absolve or condemn. So are we going to, uh, after having read and discussed in great detail the uh, invitation from La Scala and the so-called apology from La Scala. Are we, there's a little hint there. Are we going to accept the apology from La Scala? So, okay, on three. One, two, two three. Three. Condemn. condemn. All right. I mean, that's we a no-brainer. Of I mean, course really. they don't accept that apology. They don't mean it. They're assigning it's the blame to some apology. hapless person who, you know, made, they're claiming made some joke and, it probably you know, exist. Yeah. it just, it just, guys, come on. If you're going to lie, you have to try harder than that. We're from the <laughs> Trump era. We are used to liars. Yeah. 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 So screw that wasn't you, as funny as it. But I kind of want to go to La Scala now, not because of this apology or anything, but I kind of, I seen, I seen pictures of online. <laughs> I looked at the and menu. It looks interesting. <laughs> I, it, it, I, there's food I would eat there. 
It's for me. Um, I mean, the short answer it's, is yes. I would go. Uh, yes, there's food Italian, I would eat there. Yeah, it's totally old school Italian. Yeah, and fun. you know there was there had to have been a mafia connection because oh, the sure, original oh, owner sure. was connected Frank Sinatra and yeah. Like, I mean, Andy was with Marilyn Monroe. Well, with Marilyn Monroe, he he was her uh, last delivery of food, yeah. and he brought yeah. pasta to her personally, um, right. which is. Hell of service. That's um, pretty good service. I guess very if you're good Marilyn Monroe, you get what you want. True. Uh, and then, you know, she dies four hours later, so claim to fame. Terrible. But the prices were okay. Were they? Yeah. they. I mean, that's what I went to the menu for. I would, first, I was like, what are they serving? And then it was like, how much are they serving it for? Oh. And it's like 25 bucks for an entree. But that's reasonable. I was expecting like 75 or yeah. higher. You know, I yeah. thought it was going to be ridiculous. Yeah. No, no. Um, and so, for LA, that's reasonable for a nice restaurant. For Beverly Hills, it's very Pretty it's cheap. reasonable. Um, yeah. For a name restaurant, it's reasonable. Uh, they had quite a bit of choice. It looked like a nice restaurant. So I would say this, um, kind of back to an earlier point, uh, having put on the shoes of a, having held the hammer of a small business person <laughs> and made some shoes with it. <laughs> and then put those shoes on. Um, yeah, I don't think they need to be vilified. I, I don't think they need to be boycotted. Um, they just simply need to know that, like, this is not okay. I know we yeah. all want to pretend it's okay, that right. it, it, the world's okay and everything's fine. Yes, And we we're at the tail end of this, everybody. You've made it this far. Um, if you have lost somebody, my condolences, I, I can't even imagine. Um, and so uh, with respect to that, uh, absolutely everybody should be doing their utmost to, as an American, take care and protect other Americans. I feel like there should be a... A, a flag a, waving behind me. A flag and a trumpet. Yes, yeah. yeah. I can get <laughs> I real patriotic. It's in my DNA. <laughs> All right, so who's sorry now? Yes, who's sorry now? Okay. Who's um, sorry now? Who goes first? Uh... I'll go first because I have a short one that is related to okay. this podcast. So, That's cool. The restaurant bar across the street from me owes me an apology because they had a speakeasy event last night. And no, they, were they were open until 5 o'clock. All restaurants in Austin are supposed yeah. to be closed at 10.30 p.m. Uh. Period. Period. Oh. But no, they were not. And so they were open and it was loud music and lots of people excited to be out and about talking and having fun. And that's great. But guys, you're not supposed to be doing that. And you kept me up. Uh, and at 5 a.m. I was just finally like, fuck it. Just get out of bed. Oh. It's, you know, if they've been going this long may Jeez. as well the good news is now i get to sit on the couch and feel sorry for myself for the rest of the day just like all of 2020 okay so <laughs> who who's sorry now for you you or someone well, else well um it's not directly related although it is somewhat related in that it's health related um i get my prescriptions the many prescriptions that i get from uh walgreens mail order and it has been a lovely experience up until now. Um, I called in a refill for my anxiety medication uh, on December 6th and um, saw that it was shipped on December 9th. And then I waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. And it's kept showing up as uh, in transit with the U.S. Postal Service. Usually they send their prescriptions DHL, so I don't get why they sent that one to the U.S. Postal Service. And I figured, okay, it's Christmas time. You know, things are slower. No big deal. Um, and I called them finally on the 21st, and they said that um, it was in transit, which I already knew, and that I could get a new shipment sent out. So I said, great, go ahead and do that. And they said they'd send it out overnight, and I thought, fine, awesome, perfect. I hung up. Didn't come, didn't come. Called back. They said, oh, well, it's there's a note to call you on Wednesday. And I said, okay, um, well, no one called me, and I'd like to know what the note, what the message was about. And they said, well, we can't tell, um, but I need to forward this to the right division, so please hold. And I held, and then I got disconnected, and I called back, and they said, um, yeah, so this is another 
department and uh, let me transfer you to them. And I got transferred to them. And they said, oh, yes, I see that it was supposed to have been sent to you on Wednesday, but there was a note. And I don't know why there was a note, but we're going to go ahead and send that out. And anyway, long story short, I still don't have my prescription. Um, now they're telling me that in the meantime, I've run out of refills. So I have to call my doctor and get my doctor to call in a refill. And I called my doctor and he's on vacation. So I'm, I believe Walgreens owes me an apology because this is, this is not critical, a, a critical prescription. I'm taking Brent's right now. He, fortunately, he takes the same thing, only he only takes it occasionally, and I take mine every day. So he's letting me take his, um, fortunately, until I get my refill. But um, what if this was something I really needed? Like, what if this was an antidepressant that um, made me sick when I had withdrawal symptoms, which there are many of those? And what if it was an antidepressant that, you know, I could just, uh, it would stop working and I could become depressed again? Or I suppose the, the really important drugs they don't mail, send you by mail. But there are a lot of drugs that they do send by mail that it's important that people take on a regular basis. And, and nobody has apologized to me about this from Walgreens. And I feel like uh, they owe me an apology. So... That's my who's sorry now. On behalf of Walgreens, <laughs> we're going to call you on Wednesday. And there's a note here, but I can't tell you what it says because it's a secret. <laughs> but be sure to have your doctor call us and then maybe we'll ship it out to you. So, uh, and am I going to have to pay for this prescription that was refilled that I didn't get? Probably. Oh, Maybe yeah. You'll have to pay double. Yeah. 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 My God. And what's going to happen is... Tomorrow, you're going to pass a neighbor in the hallway who's going to be like, good morning, everybody. What a beautiful day. Oh, wow. They've been taking your medication that showed up in their box. <laughs> Man. Uh, you know, what's going to happen is I'm going to pay overnight shipment fees to get this thing sent to me, and I'm going to get it. And then the next day, my original prescription is going to show up. And mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's my that's my who's sorry now. What else is going on? Anything? Yeah, I've got something for the pagans. Um, okay. So just my, my new enemies. Cool. <laughs> but <laughs> to to tack on to our, our Christmas spectacular mm -hmm. Christmas episode, um, mm -hmm. Christacular? Sure, that sounds great. <laughs> uh, so there was like this weird thing that was happening with Saturn and Jupiter and the moon, and it was a 1 in 800 oh, yeah, thing yeah, and blah, yeah. blah, 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 right? And I have a friend who's super witchy. And she sent me a really sweet little text in the morning. It was, happy solstice, happy solstice. And I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. Great. And yay. And then I thought, I'm going to let my inner 17-year-old come out. And so I did a ritual. Oh, wow. A witchcraft ritual. Because I was like, listen, if this shit's going to really work, it's going to work today. Because yeah. it's <laughs> a solstice and yeah. it's a special conjunction thing. And like the pagan stuff has sort of been in the air in the background in my house for whatever reason, mm -hmm. right? Don't know why. And so, um, so I did it. I can't tell you what it is, but I'm sure you notice I look younger and handsomer already. Absolutely. Um, I was going to say absolutely. something. And uh, so that evening I was standing in the kitchen and I was stung in the face by a bumblebee. Oh, no. Yes. Pagans. No. So, was it was the thing you did supposed to be like? Uh, she got you know, stung by a bee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, is it supposed to be like send me a sign what the rest of the year is going to be no, like? Or, no, 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 uh, not not at all, not at all. It was it was the thing you're not supposed to do, which was like push for an outcome for a thing, uh -huh, right? And then lots uh -huh. of people do bullshit like that. But uh, so yeah, you're not supposed back to do that. Um, so I contacted my witchy friend because I was like. <laughs> Okay, listen, I'm not going to panic. My neck swelled up hugely, by the <laughs> way. Uh, I am, I mean, I'm not allergic to bees, but yeah, there was a reaction and it's not fun for a couple of days. Um, yeah. And so I was like, dude, dung by a bee on the solstice in my kitchen at sunset. What's it mean? Because you know it's got to mean something. It can it seems only like it mean would. something. It should. If anything it, means something, that should. That should. A hundred percent. Yeah. And um, yeah, so she had some guesses, but there's no witch lore for it that she was aware of. And so... Damn it. Yeah. So whatever happens to me this year, we can now correlate it's to the bee sting that I got on the solstice for practicing witchcraft in my bedroom at like eight o'clock in the morning or whenever it was. 
Um, so yeah, I've just submitted that publicly. Does James know you did this thing? No. Oh my God. Are you kidding? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, what I would, ne I would never live that. Oh, well he does now, huh? I'm kind of dumb. <laughs> he doesn't listen to all the episodes, does he? No, he doesn't listen to any. Yeah. All right. So he'll never know. He'll he never know. You can tell no us all your No interest secrets. in this podcast at all. <laughs> Lots of opinions about what we should be doing and how we should be doing yeah. it though. Uh, but no. Funny. Uh, and I do want to give a special shout out to our follower in North Dakota. Uh, I see you. I feel and you. And France. Bonjour. <laughs> when, so when are you going to um, uh, learn Russian with me? Uh, as soon as I remember that that's what we're doing, because I okay. completely forgot. <laughs> uh, but I will be downloading Duolingo and Yay. looking at it. I did look at a video for like, what's the Cyrillic alphabet and how does it make sense? And... It well, seemed like, like it idea. would be a chore, but a manageable chore. You'll figure like, it out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's manageable. I, I mean, I did it. If I can do it, you can do it. I don't know. I'll see. I'm really lazy anymore. So if I have well, to. Well, like, that. Just post it up somewhere and look at it every once in a while, and eventually it'll sink in. That's an idea. Right. Yeah. I could do that. So my plans for today are to do absolutely nothing again, just like yesterday. I'm looking forward to it. I've got to go back to work on Monday, which is going to bite the big one. And, <laughs> and how great is it that nobody from your office listens to this podcast or knows yes. about it? Yeah. I mean, it's not that I don't like work because I do like my job and I like the people that I work with. I just don't like working. If I had my way, I would never work. I would just sit around all day doing nothing. I was going to say, what would you do? But you just answered Nothing. it. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably go hiking every once in a while. And I'd probably travel, you know, drive around from place to place and go hiking when I got there, or paddle boarding like I did in, in, in 2015. But um, other than that, I think I would do very little. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, if nothing. I was going to do something, I would have done it earlier and I didn't do it. So I'm happy. <laughs> so kids remember be uh have have goals yes kids have goals because uh living example here of what happens you when don't you have don't have a goal you don't do nothing right yeah. you don't do nothing <laughs> yeah if you don't if you fail to plan you plan to fail that's what they say here's what's going to happen we're going to become super famous podcasters and then all those kids we just gave that message to are going to be like oh great we'll do nothing and then we'll be famous when we get older much older. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a great New Year's. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. listening to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at ApologiesAccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at Apologies.Accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>